Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we unfold the global conspiracy for you. We bring about the global narrative, how it is bringing about, excuse me, got a burp there, bringing about the new world order, the implementation of a cameo-fascist, technocratic, oligarchical, controlled one world order, an artificial intelligence surveillance state that occurred just a few years ago by the infiltration of our social, our economic, our institutional, our political, our academic uh, domains here in the United States of America. But we, the patriots, have taken over the idea of information. We are now the media and we are exposing government corruption. We are exposing the global narrative and we are bringing the power back to the people through knowledge. Knowledge is the key, people. Knowledge is the key. The more you can be informed, the more powerful you become. So today's show is called It's Time for a Revolution. Now, many people are like, yeah, about time someone's going to say it. Finally, let's let's go get the guns, load up the ARs. And... Right. That's not the revolution I'm talking about. I'm talking about a different kind of revolution. See, I think that this is an extension of my thoughts from last night. But I think what we're seeing here is we're seeing a transition of the way society is operated. Yeah. And we have two formats at play here. Oh, three formats at play here. We have the Eastern format, the, the Chinese format. We have the Western Chinese perspective format, the, the Western form of communism. And then we have the American format, which is leave us the fuck alone. We're a sovereign nation. We'll do good on our own. Your world can do whatever you guys want. We're just going to sit over here and mind our own business because we still have the biggest military in the world. And there's politicians all throughout this country who don't want to see that happen, including many, many Republicans who don't want to see that happen. See, they have put all the chips in. They are being paid off in the backdrop for ushering in this new world order. This is why we see things like the January 6th committee come out there and lie their asses off, withhold evidence, exculpatory evidence from this committee, from the public. And so as we unravel this web, understand that this isn't just learning about the narrative, understanding it to defeat it, but also preparing ourselves for the revolution that comes after and in between. Now, do I believe that there's going to be a violent uprising in the United States of America? Yes, I do. I, I actually do. Am yeah. I, uh, go ahead, Vince. In a lot of ways, we already see it with Antifa and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and when I say that, I've always talked about that there's a process that this will flow about, right? That it's not going to be, you know, public outrage and tomorrow all of a sudden you're going to see, you know, Americans lining up at the Capitol buildings with guillotines. Um, I think that that is really kind of 1920. That's uh, that's 1800s, right? We we have too large of a federal bureaucracy, of a state bureaucracy, to do something of that nature. But instead, what we need to do is we need to continue the great fight of taking back our homes, reestablishing the power and the authority of the mother and the father in a more and an ethical base within the households. Then we win back the community. From the community, we win back the states. And from the states, now we win back our country. Because if we hold the states, now the states get to stand up against the federal bureaucracy. They get to stand up and present legislation that is counteractive to federal authority. you got to remember, the federal government's authority lies specifically in the United States Constitution. They cannot overstep that, and the states are one boundary of checks and balances against that federal authority. The states have reserved for them something known as the Tenth Amendment. The states and the people have the Tenth Amendment reserved for them. Within this Tenth Amendment, the states have the right to put the federal government directly in check. And it is my thoughts, my beliefs, my perceptions, my intuition that we're going to head down the road very similar to what James Madison perceived in Federalist 46, to where you have outspoken governors, which we already do. I don't care what you think of Ron DeSanctimonious. Um, he, he is still doing what's good for Florida. We can agree with that. But we have other governors as well. And then we have state legislation that is being enacted to counteract the federal tyranny. Just like the other day, the state of Wyoming... Didn't they come out with a new law passed within their house that said that they do not recognize any foreign treaties? Interesting, did they? Hmm. Yep. In the sense of medical freedom. Oh, good. Right. Good. Because In response the fed- to the WHO's actions. That's right. The WHO, rather. Because the federal government has zero authority to dictate anything pertaining to health. Well, they say, you know, in, in, in what is it? It's... The Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, you, did you do you ever remember when uh, Obamacare went to the Supreme Court? Yeah. Do you remember this? The Obamacare went to the Supreme Court. Okay. And they said that life, liberty, and property pertains to health freedom. Interesting. And <laughs> what? Whoa. We also- yeah, life and liberty within the liberty is the liberty for for health, the oh general God. welfare, so the welfare, yeah, general welfare. So, the, so they're basically saying, yeah, no, Obamacare is fine. It's actually in the Constitution. Let me just redefine this word and see. Right. Well, the Supreme oh. Court ruled that the general welfare means that um, anything that comes up in the sense of a pandemic or p- people's health that is a contagion represents a threat to the general welfare and therefore felt, uh, falls under federal jurisdiction. But that does not uh. equate to health care. Mm-hmm. That does not equate to okay. going in there and regulating health care companies. Now, is that a good thing that governments go in there and regulate health care companies? Yeah, I think it is. But how about this? Do it at the state level and keep the... Just like education. Firstly, health and human services. The federal government needs to get rid of it. Goodbye. 
Department of Education. Government needs to get rid of it. Goodbye. The federal government should own zero land. Zero. If the states are even allowed to own land, okay, because I don't think they should be, that they should lease it, the federal government should lease it from the states, of which all money of the lease goes directly back to the taxpayers each year. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, it should be the other way around, right? The people should own everything and be leasing it out to these entities That's right. that we create under us. But so federal authority. So l- let me ask you this. United States Constitution gives the federal government complete and total authority, right? It, it gives was- them all their rights. The only things that the federal government can do are in the Constitution, right? Yes. So where in the Constitution does it say that the federal government can hold land in the name of the people. I don't think that's there. It, it's it, it's not. Nothing even close. N- nothing even close. Mm-hmm. No, it's not there. So the federal government cannot own land. I mean, if we want to get constitutional here, let's get constitutional. And this is what I'm talking about with a fucking revolution. We Living need... life differently. What's that? Living life differently. Having a new standard. Yeah, having a new standard is is... Somebody got the Trump, okay? The reason Trump is changing his tune right now, coming out with these announcements, Agenda 47, we talked about this last night. Yes, he would be the 47th president, right? This is because people are informing him. Now, do you want to know one of the uh, top people out there from the last Trump administration that are speaking up against Agenda 2030 and all of this stuff? I'd love to. Who? Cash Patel and General Flynn. Yeah, absolutely. Now, during the um, the the uh, that Speaker of the House McCarthy saga that went on, do you remember Marjorie Taylor Greene standing there saying, "I have President Trump on the phone on the House floor," yes. and he was negotiating? And that famous picture of her holding her phone and Trump on it. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Now, did you know at the same time it was a conference call? Because Trump no. was talking to other people. And one person, specific, particular, General Flynn, said this in an interview that myself, Trump, and a few other people were on a phone call talking about McCarthy during the time that it was all going on on what to do. So Trump understands where the globalist agenda is going. He understands it. And I know people get heated when like, but he's so for the vaccine, man. I don't think he is. I honestly 100% believe is it's plausible deniability and he's not going to give them fuel to attack him on something else. I, I uh, It could be. And you know what I also think? I think he took it. Really? So not only is it plausible deniability, I think it's plausible deniability and, and denial. Nobody's ever thought about that point. He took the vaccine. Maybe. He, no, I no, mean, he did take the vaccine, as well, apparently what they said. But yeah, did um, he take the vaccine? I think he did. Right. Interesting. And I think Melania did, too. And I think Bar- well, Barron's unvaccinated. But So I think that it's plausible deniability and denial. Okay? But that'll come around by 2024. So yeah, he, he probably had a cure. I don't think so. I, I think that he was duped just like everybody else. And I think that that's one of the reasons that he acquiesced at the end. Mm. So... Yeah. The Constitution's very specific in the sense of the powers 
of the federal government. 80% of the federal institutions that we have have zero power and authority under the Constitution. Okay? So I'm seeing come about in the next few years. Because if you heard my interview with General Flynn, he said this. is We're not going to get our country back in four years. We're not going to get it back in eight years. This is going to take a decade or more. And I agree with him on this. We are going to see the states rise up in power. Okay? We're wow. going to see the states rise up amongst themselves in power. The Tenth Amendment was not only created a, on a legal basis pertinent to the federal government versus the states, but also state versus state. Okay? Yes. So, I think that the, the, if you look at the Tenth Amendment, they defined it very, very similar to how a capitalist market, free market, would actually work. In the sense that you have one business come up and they're selling gidgets. And you have another company come up and they're selling gidgets. And the two companies are going for the same market. And one company can produce them at $3. Another company can produce them at $2.90. And they're both selling them at $4.50. One of them comes out there and reduces their price. Now that immediately affects the market cap of the other company. So they reduce their price as well. But what they try to do in the background is they try to reduce the cost basis of the raw materials that come about for the production to bring the cost of production down. Okay? This is the competitive marketplace. States do the same thing for freedom. That's the way it was meant to be. It was a oh. system of checks and balances implemented through the 10th Amendment, particularly for the states. When a state becomes too draconian, becomes too totalitarian or too tyrannical or corrupt, people begin leaving that state for other states that are delivering more freedom. What happens is, is that one state begins losing revenue. It sales tax, income tax, uh, home prices begin to plummet, their economy begins to plummet. California, last year lost a half a million people, 500,000 people on record yeah. moved out of California. Now, that's not a lot per California's 48 million population, but it, it, it is a lot for a state to lose. It adds up. It adds up. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing here is now California just lost 500,000 taxpayers, probably in the median tax bracket. Okay. That's a significant amount of tax revenue. So what happens? They have to increase the taxes for the remainder of the people staying there. They yeah, increase property somehow. tax. Yeah, now it's got to compensate. And the people there are going to go, like, taxes are too high. I'm moving to Texas where there's no income tax and plenty of land that costs a third of what I'm paying here. And I'll yeah. find a job. So with that logic, all these pinko states are going to have just lower standards and shittier living conditions as the other states do well and thrive. Yeah. That, and that There you go. Yeah. And so what will happen is that forces those states to change, to compete with freedom, to compete with the states that are offering freedom, lower taxes, no taxes, land incentives. So when Donald Trump comes out, and I, I was saying 25, and I guarantee you it's going to be 25 cities. Okay, I've already heard this from somebody Why? else. Oh. But he's, he's coming out and saying 10 cities, and they're going to take in propositions from Americans on where these cities should be and what they should, you know, what their name should be and all this stuff. What is uh -oh. he doing? He's incentivizing 
freedom. How is that freedom? How is creating a new city in the middle of nowhere called freedom? How does that work? How? How? Well, think about this. In the mid-1800s, the federal government came out and funded grants and loans for Americans who were coming into the United States, immigrating from Europe, to move west. Yes. To go to the, old, the, the new frontier and start staking out their land claims. And what happened? Troves of people left. Yeah, they started businesses and they built houses or bought houses and they're still here to this day. They utilized the resources. They took those resources, turned them into businesses. They, they hired employees. They fed people. They produced products. They innovated. They built. And what did that do to the economy? It tripled the U.S. economy within yeah. a 40-year period. Well, that's what our big cities were built on. Chinatown, all these different mm, things. There you go. The melting pot. That's right. It was built on all these smaller little subsidies. Okay? So, when Donald Trump says he's going to build 10 new cities, where do you think he's going to target these at? Probably Republican states. I actually think that they would be in liberal states. Really? Yes. Thank you. I hope so. hope you're right, because I don't want to leave. I like it here. Now, why would they be in liberal states, though? To show liberals how great freedom is? That's one That's one idea, right? Okay. What else? In hmm. most blue states, specifically, the... Uh, Extremist pinko ones? The, no, no. The borderline blue states. Oh, okay. Just okay. the middle... Michigan, yeah. for instance, right? Mm, okay. Uh, Minnesota. In those states specifically... Yeah. Why do the elections keep on losing every year to blue? They cheat. Eh, let's just say that there's no cheating. Oh, gosh. Well... Because of the density of the population within the cities. Oh, gerrymandering and whatnot. <laughs> the concentration of the people in the cities is the reason that they're able to cheat. Okay? So, if you now create a rival city to Minneapolis-St. Paul hmm. in northern or southern Minnesota Ooh. that has... A media population of 20,000 and it grows in five years to 150,000. And you start getting people, the conservatives, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, say, I'm going to move to this city 40 miles away in the middle of nowhere that has, you know, brand new homes, a completely upgraded infrastructure. Yeah, they're smart cities, and I'm not going to lie about that. I guarantee you they're going to be smart cities. They're okay? going to be the best. Yeah. Best they're going to be the best that the best we can develop. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be the best cities we can develop. And is there going to be surveillance? Most likely. Okay. Is there going to be flying cars? Probably. Or but so cars, but. think about this. Is those conservatives mm. begin leaving those liberal cities and going to these new cities. Now, the population census comes out and says, oh, two million people have left this city over the last three years. And they repopulated this conservative city. And what happens to that conservative city? It's thriving. Business is great and booming. Industries moving in. Jobs skyrocketing. 
And then guess what happens the next election? They flip the state conservative. Why? They control those counties and in, in those cities. That's right. Now they control those counties and cities. Not only that, is it an increase in population into a new district would redistrict those areas and bring about the potential for new congressmen. Think about how they would be doing this. If they're going to build new cities, they're going to do it strategically. Knowing that conservatives that are concentralized within blue states are going to move to this city specifically. Okay? And when they do, this is going to change the political dynamic of that state. Hmm. Okay? So there's yeah. a ton of stuff happening here. Now, what I would like to see, and this is the revolution that I'm talking about. So we, we got talking about this because we're going to see a state revolution. Each state is going to begin having a revolution. And this revolution is going to be um, rising up against the federal government. And I think that this could be the whole thing to curtail a civil war from actually happening. Now, if we do have a civil war, it's going to look a lot like what we're seeing in California, Oregon. Right, Oregon counties want to leave. They're going to Idaho. California counties want to form the new state. They're going to form New California. Um, California, I'm sorry, New California. I don't think it's going to happen. Congress is never going to allow that to happen. I think that Texas could jump in and say, "Hey, we'll sponsor you guys, and you guys can come join Texas, and it'll just be an annexed point of Texas in California." I think that's a really good possibility because now they don't need congressional approval. Okay. Wow. They could wow. just do it. So I think you will see a civil war that way okay where states might go against you know new mexico might say the border towns in new mexico say hey look we don't like it here we want to join texas colorado southern states say hey we want to join oklahoma and texas i think you're going to see a lot of that happening where states are going to be redistricting themselves counties will redistrict themselves to new states okay so i think that that's how the civil war go but when this all starts to unfold this is where it really truly begins it is my thoughts that donald trump when he wins in 2024 and and if we have if they're doing if they're gonna do what i think that they're gonna do he will definitely win in 2024 he needs to come out did we talk about this last night x prize no oh incentive for innovation yeah, incentive for yeah. innovation. Mm -hmm. He's got to come out and he's got to go, we're looking for the newest form of energy creation, whether it's zero-point energy creation, whether it's magnetic energy creation. We don't care what it is, exotic or not. We're putting these five, $10 million prizes out there to bring this about. And then he goes to... Uh, you know, then he goes to gravity and says, hey, look, nobody's figured out gravity. Let's figure out how to reverse engineer gravity. Five, $10 million prizes for figuring out gravity. And you just do that down the line of scientific mysteries that we know could benefit human life and progress humanity into the future. Okay? If that happens, which I have a feeling that that's going to happen. Yes. What about the cheating factor? I think by 2024, okay, that if the Democrats attempt to cheat, 
they're only shooting themselves in the foot because I think that the demographic is going to change so dynamically by that point in time. I think it's going to be complete and absolute disgust within the Democratic Party by that time. Yeah, okay. they're already looking like really bad liars right now. Right. And, and if we know that Donald Trump knew that this was going to happen and they planned for this to happen, which it's a theory, right? Then 2024 was always their target. And if that's the case, they would not go in there unless they knew they're going to win. Now we also have the BRICS nations. And look, if Donald Trump stayed in the presidency, China, Russia, BRICS, all that would never have happened. Okay? China would, who knows what China would be doing, but all that would have never have happened. So we have to understand that you needed Donald Trump removed so China and Russia could converge together, be the powerhouses of the BRICS plus nations to rise up against NATO and the Western New World Order. Okay? Now you have that in place. Now what? There's no reason for China to help support the Democrats in cheating in the United States. <laughs> That's pretty, okay. uh, yeah, it's a pretty good point. Now Donald Trump comes back in, right? And everybody wants to play ball. So how do you innovate this country in four years? You incentivize innovation. You incentivize inspiration. You incentivize the development of a completely new perspective. You, you go out there and say, <clears throat> Donald Trump said that we'll be back on uh, the moon by 2028, right? End of the second term. That's obviously not happening. Okay? We'd be on Mars by 2030. That's not going to happen. You need to come out and say, look, I got four years. And in four years, we're going to Mars. We're doing it. I want the teams compiled right now. We're gonna put a, a we're gonna put grants out there right now for everybody working on this to come together, come to the table, begin collaboration. We're going to Mars. Four years from this date, we're launching. Get ready. That's what he needs to do. I'm telling you, if you came out with a vision that was human oriented, humanity progressed into the future, laying down a whole new quantum infrastructure, laying down a whole new idea of what America should be, rebuilding the supply chain, infrastructure, energy grid, reducing your global climate footprint, which I think is a good thing, right? But but also not phasing out the old technologies like oil, natural gas, and these types of things, but also going out there and saying, hey, look, we got fusion. Let's get this shit working. Let, let's, let's, well, sir, that's going to take 20 years. No, it's not. It's not. How much money do you need to get it done in five years? Like, that's the thing. Well, sir, you know, that's going to take 20 years for an engineer to develop a system that allows us to do what we want. Well, then let's get 100 (laughs) engineers to work on it. Let's put out a $100 million prize for anybody who can figure it out and get it developed in five years. Because once you put that incentive out there, guess what's going to happen? Someone's going to go out there and win that money. And then all of a sudden, it's just construction and building. It's getting it done. This is where you, this is the revolution that we need to have. This is the rena- renaissance. This is the golden age. We need to have that revolution in this country starting immediately when Donald Trump comes in, if not before. Okay? Next, we got to get rid of our fucking politicians. This is just... Yeah. 
absurd and done. And you notice I didn't say Democrats. I'm going to say we need to get rid of Republicans and Democrats. You know how it should be? How? No, no, no PACs. Yeah. Okay. No PACs. No political parties. No lobbies. This, this is how I envision it. That a candidate can only take money from the constituents in their district. Nobody else. <clears throat> that money's capped at, let's say, $250 per constituent. Okay? And let's say this. Let's say it's a primary and there's six candidates, or five candidates, make it easy on myself. There's five candidates. That $250, only one, only, they can only receive one donation up to 200, or as many donations up to $250 per constituent. That constituent can only donate to one political candidate. Which means that if you know, if you have a district of a hundred thousand people now think about this in the sense of voting checks and balances okay if you have a district of a hundred thousand people and the most that you can take in is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per constituent okay do the math hundred thousand times 250 is 25 million dollars this means when you look at all six of those candidates Right. Well, in, we're saying we're, we're saying primary. Let's just go to the general election. There's six candidates. There's twenty five million dollars in funds that can be distributed amongst those six candidates. One penny more. You have a problem. That election was cheated. How about this? Is that a person candidate A takes in. Ten million dollars. Candidate B takes in $3 million. They go head-to-head -head in the general election. Candidate B wins. Well, guess what? This was all done on the blockchain. What does it make sense? They can only receive the same amount of money total from all candidates. So you go back and you see that candidate B had, let's say, 15,000 people donate to his campaign, but candidate A had 50,000 people donate to his campaign. Do you think that there should be an investigation into that election? I think so. The numbers don't add up. How did candidate B get more votes than candidate A when he had less people actually supporting him financially? And so here's the thing. Get rid of the lobby. The lobby, gone. Goodbye. Over. No foreign country entity no corporation business at all can give any money to politicians or promise any politicians anything if you're in congress whether it's in a state house or a federal house and you are implementing a bill and voting yes on a bill to give some type of benefit to any corporation you cannot work in that industry after your term is done you cannot have any relationship to that company, their subsidiaries, or affiliates. Period. Like, what? How is this freaking rocket science? The reason it doesn't happen is because they don't want it to happen. Because they're making money off of it. How about this one, genius? Right? If you're a politician, I don't care what level of a politician, if you're the 
fucking mayor of Bodunk, California with 110 people. Okay? You are not investing in the stock market. If if your regulations and policies, huh. Bodunk, California, 110 people, but houses a factory of Amazon, and they vote on legislation that gains Amazon 2% more profits because of the taxes were reduced in that county for that facility, this person goes out there, takes a long position on Amazon, and makes $250,000. Yeah, I think maybe if another entity controlled those investments independently without any feedback it might there, there you go. be okay not saying you can't have investments yeah but they, we should be coming back up now and don't worry guys we're trying to get this fixed it's not just me it's it's all of obs so we apologize for the inconvenience it's all of obs so we're getting this fixed but anyways where were we vince you've muted vince that got me. Um, you're talking about how this isn't rocket science. And well, I don't know. Okay. I know where I am. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This isn't rocket science. Okay. Oh, Donald Trump Go ahead. was chairman of his company before he was president. Okay. What did he have to do when he became president? Do you remember? He stepped down. He, he stepped handed it to his family. Down. And you can't have any affiliation with that company when you're president. But you're telling me that I can go out there and rule on another company, make laws in private that will benefit them in three months down the road, and then go out there and bet the stock market. This is how they become multimillionaires. Yeah. Almost billionaires, some of them. Yep. Almost billionaires. So, and I want to write that down for a future note. Do it. It's a good one. Okay. So, this is my idea of what we need to do. We need to massively reform the United States of America, but we have to have a revolution in order to do this specifically. And this revolution has to be tied around freedom liberty and the progression of America and humanity into the future with new innovation and development. It really does. And I'm trying to put this all into a, a blog. So bear with me. I suck at writing blogs. <laughs> You're good. You're good. But in the meantime, the Dow closes 570 points lower turns negative for 2023 as Powell ignites higher rates. Oh, did I say that was going to happen yesterday? Yeah, Federal you did. <laughs> I did. Federal Reserve yes, uh, did. Federal Chair Powell says that interest rates are likely to be higher than previously anticipated. Exactly what I said yesterday. And, and here's Powell. Okay, being grilled by Pocahontas. Listen to this shit. If you continue raising interest rates as you plan, unemployment will be 4.6% by the end of the year. It's, it's not just an a intended consequence. It's well, not... but it is. And it's in your report. And that would be about 2 million people. If you could speak directly to the two million who you're planning to get fired over the next year, what would you say to them? Inflation is extremely high, and it's hurting the working people of this country badly, all of them, not just two million of them. And we are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And 
putting two million people out of work is just part of the cost, and they just have to bear it. Will the will will working people be better off if if we just walk away from our jobs and and inflation remains well, five six percent? It's not as black and white as it, it very just very Just look at the numbers. It actually yeah, no, is no. pretty black. Alan Blinder's written a book on this. And, there have and, been twelve times that we've seen a one point increase in the in the unemployment rate in a year. How many times did the economy fail? to fall into a recession after doing that, out of 12 times. I think the number is zero. I think the number is zero. That's exactly right. Right now, the unemployment rate is 3.4%, which is the lowest in 54 years. And we actually don't think that we need to see a sharp or enormous increase in unemployment to get inflation under control. I, I, Even 4.5% unemployment is is well better than, than most of the time for the last, you know, 75 years. Okay. So... Pocahontas is sitting there berating federal chairman Powell. And look, I'm not sticking up for Powell here, but he is saying, look, we, we need to raise interest rates and, you know, things need to happen if we're going to bring down inflation. And she's like, but, but 2 million people in the next year are going to get laid off. And then she gives him that little uh, critique about, you know, uh, there's been 12 times in the last hundred years where unemployment has been above 1% of those times, how many times that the country fell into recession? He goes, well, wait, that's, that's black and white. There's so much more to the story. What she didn't tell you was, out of those 12 times when unemployment was above 1%, only four of those times was inflation incredibly high. Of which, when the inflation was incredibly high, unemployment increased, okay, and the Fed raised rates. Okay, so this is my thoughts on this. Perfect example of how stupid, fucking moronic politicians are like Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas is arguing with a man about the consequences of a problem that she created. Hey, well, you can't raise interest rates because we spent so much money and printed it into oblivion. That's going to lay off people. Yeah, bitch, it's going to lay out people. This is what needs to happen to stop the consequences that you fucking enacted. Like, I can't believe the American people eat this shit up and be like, oh, I agree with it, Elizabeth Warren, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't allow unemployment. You know, like, like unemployment and the economy are just not connected in any way, shape, or form. Well, how dare businesses... Lay people off. I mean, that, just keep the jobs going. The federal government does it. <laughs> Fucking yeah. during COVID. Vince, during COVID. During COVID? Hundreds of thousands of federal employees who get paid with American tax dollars who are guaranteed a fucking pension. Okay? Were deemed non-essential and sent home for over a year in the government when i'm like normal nothing paid them yeah they paid them nothing happened pretty much yeah and now those same people are fighting their right to stay home what the fuck this is the problem with government and it doesn't matter people it doesn't matter if it's republican or democrat because you know what happens when the republicans take over congress senate and the white house what? the deep state transitions 
No. New leadership. It's the same bureaucracy. Just new people get implemented. The Trump administration was about weeding out the Obama deep state. Okay? And they wanted to implement their own deep state. People like Mike Pompeo, who was former head of the CIA, Secretary of State, former congressman, Army Intelligence, who goes out there and says, Putin's a bad guy and we gotta stop him. We, we need to stop Putin at all costs. Fund the shit out of Ukraine. You know, I, I posted on this earlier. Did you know that? I didn't know. Pertaining to uh, Pompeo? Mike Pompeo. Ukraine? I did. Mm -hmm. And I want to read you what I said. I got to find it here first. I got to read you what I said about this. Because this, this really pisses me off. Okay? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. So Mike Pompeo said, Vladimir Putin should not be underestimated. He wants to do the same do the the American he wants to do the American people harm, which is why he is helping uh why, which is why helping Ukraine is in our best interest. I said I honestly used to respect Mike Pompeo. Now he is showing his true colors as another establishment clown. Mike, what happened to America first? Why why are you so hell-bent on eliminating Putin from the equation the same way you tried to do it with Assange with Sheldon Adelson? Okay? Sheldon Adelson? Sheldon Adelson is a... Uh, he's now deceased, but is an Israeli billionaire who lived in Las Vegas. Good friends with Donald Trump, too. Mike Pompeo and... Adelson's estate are being sued by Assange's wife because they plotted a um, assassination attempt on Assange's life. They wanted Assange dead. Wow. Now I say it here. Is it because as your time as CIA director, you are intimately aware of the Defense Threat Reduction Agency program of bioweapon development in Ukraine and Putin has the evidence? Probably, huh? Chew on that one for a minute. Okay? No. Yeah. Putin isn't our friend, but he really isn't your friend, Mike. That's right. Is <laughs> the reason Mike Pompeo wants Putin oh, out of the way and Ukraine well-funded. Yeah. The same reason Lindsey Graham wants Ukraine well-funded and Putin out of the way is because the evidence that Putin got from the biolabs in, in Ukraine basically brings war crimes up against Mike Pompeo, Lindsey Graham, the Republicans, and the Democrats in the United States of America. Because guess what? They all fucking knew of the bioweapon development occurring in Ukraine. Mike Pompeo, you can go out there and look this up. The Defense Threat Reduction Agency worked collaboratively with the Central Intelligence Agency. Any gain-of-function research primarily would go through those heads of those agencies particularly. <clears throat> so when, when Mike Pompeo says we need to destroy Russia, that's just another fucking warmonger. And he's Republican, guys. And yeah, you know what? I used to think the guy was a great patriot. Unfortunately not. I got a lot more economic news, but I wanted to touch on this one. Just real quick. Uh, new intelligence reviewed by the U.S. officials suggests that the pro-Ukrainian group carried out the attack on the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, Two. yeah, yeah. I've been waiting all day for your thoughts on this one. So, you ready for this? Yeah. 
So the, the CIA has reviewed evidence presented by the CIA showing that a pro-Ukrainian group, unnamed and doesn't exist, sponsored, funded, and even the manpower supplied by the CIA was responsible for the attacks in the Nord Stream pipeline, therefore vindicating that the U.S. had zero involvement in this. Yeah. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember when we saw that P-8 and we were all talking about it and someone was like, well, there's yeah. no military call sign or anything like that. And well, yeah, it was leased through probably Lockheed. Well, who right. leases them? CIA. Yeah, yep. there's plenty of evidence, dude. And this is interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a Ukrainian yacht tied to a Ukrainian pro, pro-Russia oligarch. Guarantee it. That's going to be the next part. The Ukrainian- that, no, that did come out. Oh, it did come out already? I think Germany... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. It, well, it's going to be a Ukrainian yacht tied to a pro-Russian Ukrainian oligarch. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, dude, I'm telling... Look, dude. You can't make uh, this shit up. I didn't even chat. know that. I'm just... Chat. I'm going from the script. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Uh, oh, my God. German newspaper Zit now claims a Ukrainian-owned yacht was used in a secret operation to attack, right? And so, okay, but let, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, specifically, according to the information from Ard Capital Studio, the investigator, our contrast, swore and Zit managed to identify the boat that was led to use for the secret operation. It is said that uh, said to be a yacht rented from a company based in Poland, apparently owned by two Ukrainians. According to the investigation, the secret operation at sea was carried out by a team of six people. It is said to have been five men and one woman. Accordingly, the group consisted of a captain, two divers, two diving assistants, and a doctor who are said to have transported the explosives to the crime scene and placed them there. The nationality of the perpetrators is apparently unclear. The assassins used professionally forged passports, which are said to have been used, among other things, to rent the boat. So professionally forged passports, you know what that means? Organized crime? No. It means intelligence agency. Oh. Organized crime, that's what I said. Yeah, well, yeah, organized um, crime. This is pretty hilarious. This is like the cover up to the cover up. <laughs> well, uh, don't you find B it for the information of war? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you this in the sense of finding shit interesting. In today's version of finding shit interesting, Seymour Hirsch comes out with this massive expose throwing the United States under the bus saying that this was a SEAL team, it was a military operation, and that the United States bombed the Nord Stream Pipeline where you have Victoria Nuland saying the pipeline's not going to exist. You have Joe Biden saying the pipeline's not going to exist. Yeah. And also, in in one of these reports, either the one you're reading or or another one, Basically, Ukraine is saying that, yeah, they're pro-Ukraine, but we don't know who they are. And we're not, you know, Zelensky doesn't know anything about it. Mm. And I'm thinking, since when in any war has a random actor come in and and helped yeah. you we're without gonna you help knowing? Them. Yeah. yeah, it was Antifa. The kindness of our hearts. So you know, we'll pay for it, too. So think about this. Seymour Hirsch puts out this expose. Damages the U.S.'s reputation internationally. China and Russia are calling for investigations. Okay. Yeah. Then we have a series of distractions. Balloons. Look, balloons in the sky. Oh, my God. It's a UFO. Oh, it could be aliens. We don't know. Let's shoot a few $30 balloons down with $400,000 missiles. Yay. 
we're keeping America safe. Then we have East Palestine. Oh, my God, the horrors, which it is. It's an ecological disaster. Then all of a sudden, Sweden, in the midst of that, the country of Sweden, did their own investigation in the Nord Stream bombings. And they said, um, hey, we, we figured out what happened, but um, it's too sensitive information. We can't say what happened. We can't tell anybody. In the midst yeah. of all that distraction. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the CIA comes out. Your government comes out and says, hey, guys, we've reviewed the intelligence out there saying that we committed this crime and we found out that it wasn't us. That it was a group of unknown Ukrainians using fact pay, uh, false pa- passports who we have absolutely unknown origin of. And, um, yeah, we don't even know their nationalities, but we do know that it was four men, one woman, and a doctor. Probably Russian. <laughs> Probably Even though there's Russian. no reason why Russia would do that to themselves. You know, in the uh, the advent of September Russia. 11th, within 10 minutes, they knew that Osama bin Laden had done it. Wow. Okay. That's a whole other... This is Nord Stream Pipeline that happened in September. By the way, did you know that it happened exactly five weeks after the assassination of Alexandra Dugin, which is, sorry, it's Alexius Dugin, which is Alexander Dugin's daughter. Alexander Dugin is the political scientist, philosophist, communist type who uh, wants to rebirth the Soviet Union, who just happens to be uh, the mentor to Vladimir Putin and his right-hand man. And they even came out and said that Alexander Dugin was the target of the assassination that got his daughter. And then oh. five weeks later, Nord Stream. Now, who the hell do you think killed his daughter in a car bomb? Deep State. Only two diff- different people could do that. UK. MI6, CIA, Mossad, not three people. Okay, And the Mossad had no reason to do it. So, what we're looking at here is a shit sandwich that just fell on the floor and splattered everywhere. The United States is digging themselves into a deeper and deeper hole. They are blatantly lying to the face of the American public, and people are eating it up like ice cream. Like, oh my god, no, dude, it was was, uh, five Ukrainians rented a yacht, man, from Poland, and they, 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 you know, they, they sailed it out there. Through the Nord Stream pipeline, they dove down in a you know four or five hour operation. They planted explosives on it, right? Then came back up and then got as far away as they could and then remote detonated, right? Because you know you're in the Black Sea and it's not like the Russian Navy isn't watching this. The Russian Navy isn't suspecting a terrorist attack. Wait, didn't the Russian Navy weeks before this say, "Watch out for potential terrorist attacks, especially on the pipeline"? And like. You know, just some fucking civilian yacht pulls up to the Nord Stream pipeline, crawls down under there, throws some explosives on it. Good to go, guys. Yeah. Good to get you, Russia. Get the fuck out of here. Actually, I could see the climate activists doing something stupid like that. You know, in uh, in the world of crazy things that never happened, that one is definitely at the top of the list. Biden Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warns assets might lose value because of climate change. Climate change, not inflation, Vince. 
not raising interest rates, not the cost to do business, not the increasing cost of goods and raw materials around the world and the price to transport them, but climate change. Because, you know, the goods to transport them, the, the, the price to transport them increases because they're trying to outlaw natural gas and fucking oil. Well, yeah, that's climate change. A couple years ago, replaced climate change with the pandemic. Mm, mm. You know, it's just narrative after narrative. That's right. Guys, as a reminder, and, and I keep on doing this, we, we have like, we're supposed to be going by like a, a series, like we're supposed to do this and do this in the show, right? And I just completely just forget about it. And I apologize. So a few things I want to do before we get moving here, because I got a lot of news to get through. Number one is tonight on socialredpill.com, if you can join, is a uh, um, After Dark Q&A that starts, uh, I'll be on there 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central, um, and completely free to join the Social Red Pill, socialredpill.com, check that out. So, But you can support us with subscriptions if you want to on that. Um, so that's one thing. Um, tomorrow, if you've seen um, Co-Venom, the documentary, the new updated documentary by Dr. Brian Artis uh, pertaining to the, the Venom. Tomorrow we're having Dr. Tal Braun, Brian Artis, and the creator of the Co-Venom documentary on Earth Chronicles on Badlands Media. So check that out. Um, thank you guys so much for all the uh, um, battle of the streams. Grismo7 donated three lemons. Nadine Quadruple Q donated one diamond. Hi, Red Pill family. Thank you so much, Grismo7 and Nadine. Uh, De- Derived is celebrating a five-month substreak. Curse of Q celebrating a four-month substreak. Thank you so much, Derived and Curse of Q. Shannon1313, 10 lemons. I don't recall, 22, donated one lemon. Enlightened Science donated two ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon. I don't recall in Enlightened Science. The Cat, 25, donated five lemons. Nadine, quadruple Q, one diamond. Joshua Pedio is on fire. Thank you so much, Cat and Nadine. Slundog. And Racing Ray both gifted a can. Thank you so much, Slumdog and Racing Ray. Dante gifted a cookie. Ponder this. If time stops, does gravity still even exist? G equals the product of mass over space-time. I, yeah, would be interesting. But I doubt time's gonna, I don't know. We'll never know. So thank you so much, Dante, for that cookie. And then the cat donated five more elevens. Thank you guys so much for all the donations out there from Rumble, Facebook, DLive, and Pilled. Much appreciated. Helping keep Alternative Media Live, the Red Pill Project alive, and everything, supporting everything that we do. Uh, don't forget also, guys, if you could, there's a lot of things happening in this world right now. There's a lot of unsurety occurring in the world right now. And if you go to redpills.tv, I'm not going to give you all my sponsors and stuff like that. Just go to redpills.tv. Okay, this is our new website. If you haven't seen it that first thing you do is you subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Here's our social media channels and our streaming channels. But if you just hit Red Pill Sponsors at the top there, it takes you down to our sponsors. Honey Colony, Kirk Elliott, GetGoldToday.com, MyPatriotSupply. you got to use that link, redpills.tv slash Patriot. You can just click on that. My pillow. there's only a promo code to use. That's RPP. And Dr. Mark Sherwood, sherwood.tv slash redpill. Please just go check them out if you've never checked them out, especially Dr. Kirk Elliott. Uh, they got their information right there, 720-605-3900, as well as Red Pill merch. You can go on there and check out the various different merch that we have that's on Rise Attire. You'll see my mug right there. We got uh, the hoodie, hoodies, and then we got the shirts right there. Check those out. 
And if you guys are interested in supporting us in any other way outside of that, we have crypto, give, send, go, and then cash app that you can use right there. And you just click on those and it'll take you directly to those links. So I wanted to put that out there because, you know, it's very rare that I stop the show and actually uh, put all that out there. And we got to be respectful of our sponsors as well because they help keep the Red Pill Project alive, alternative media alive. And if it wasn't for all of you guys and them, then, you know, this would be incredibly difficult to do. So much appreciated for all of that, guys. Risk assets were pressured and the dollar surged after Powell's hawkish remarks. So U.S. stocks tumbled and the dollar surged after Fed Chair Powell put a 50 basis point March hike and higher terminal rate in play ahead of the March 22nd FOMC meeting. While Treasury saw pronounced flattening as hawkish Fed president, uh, pricing saw the curve hit the most inverted levels in over 40 years. Uh, with both the 210s and the 230s spread falling behind 100 basis points. The USD rallied with a DXY at a fresh year total high above 105 after hawkish comments from Fed Chair Powell, who said they are prepared to accelerate the pace of rate hikes if incoming data indicates faster tightening is required. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, how the banks are going to be constricting the money supply and and, and this uh, quantitative constriction that they're going to be doing uh, is really what you need to do if you want to pull back inflation. You have to do this. And they hadn't been doing it for the next few years. So doing yeah. this is definitely going to help with inflation. And mm-hmm. I hope that it gets everything in line for Donald Trump to return. I really – listen, I don't want – listen. I fucking hate Joe Biden. I hate the Democrats, okay? And hate's a big word. I don't hate them all. But I hate their policies. I hate big government. I hate the infringement of my freedoms. But you know what? I want America to succeed. I want in, I want to be completely wrong about global financial collapse. I want inflation to come down. I want prices to come back down to somewhat normal, okay? I want the dollar to be strong and I want the markets to thrive. I do. And you know yeah. what? I hope that they can fucking do that in 2 years. In the next year and a half. I, I, I really hope that they can. And if they do, I'll applaud them. And I'll give credit where credit's due. Sure, that's fair. Elon Musk says... Happen. Yep. Well, how about this one? <laughs> Elon Musk says Twitter possibly become the world's biggest financial institution. That's interesting. Why is that interesting, Vince? I, because I don't I know how that would work. I do. Is he talking like a bank? Oh, crypto. What was uh, Elon Musk's first company that he His sold for company, a lot of money? It was the one before PayPal. Well, Next. what was the one that he sold for a lot of money? What was it called? PayPal. PayPal. What did PayPal do? Payments. Payment processing. Elon Musk is coming out with the brand X, right? He is going to be a massive money maker. Everything that you can think of, and it's going to be integrated through social media. So the integration of social media and money, monetization, crypto, is coming. And Doge, Bitcoin, you better be ready. He's waiting specifically to announce these things when crypto is kind of in the clear and ready to go. Yeah, and banks are losing money hand over fist. Yep. Wow. I agree. We should be living on Mars by now. <laughs> Protests break out as China cities drown under $10 trillion in debt, fail to make payments. 
The last time we checked on China's debt, the IIF calculated that it was just shy of 300% of its GDP I record high um, and more than double where it was a decade ago. So to say that China has a debt problem isn't exactly a surprise. Now, what we've seen really with, with Chinese debt problems is that um, they're building ghost cities. They were funding construction problems with basically uh, embezzled money Um Absolutely horrendous what they were doing. They were taking Australian pensioners' money into these funds and then using those funds to build cities that nobody lived in that would go bankrupt and they would collect the insurance payout for it as profitability for the company and then lose those people's money. Wild. This is the Evergrande bank scandal, right? Yeah. So... What may surprise you, however, is that China has been busy trying to sweep all this massive growth clustering debt under the rug. Um, yes, there's a reason why Bustos' latest GDP target was disappointment uh, was a disappointment, 5%, and it begins with a D and ends with a EBT. It is starting to run out of hiding places, and the Wall Street Journal reports overnight, China's economy is being weighed down by its colossal debt of its local governments, which swelled during the pandemic, are starting to come to a head. And nowhere is this more visible than at the city level. Xi Jinping's now defunct zero-COVID campaign buried cities under billions of dollars in unplanned expenditures for mass testing and takedowns. At the same time, Beijing's crackdown on excessive property market leverage led to a sharp drop in land sales, depriving cities of one of their biggest revenue sources. As a result, the Wall Street Journal notes that the, according to the S&P Global Calculations, two-thirds of local governments are now in danger of breaching unofficial debt thresholds set by Beijing to signify severe funding stress, with their outstanding debt exceeding 120% of income last year. In other words, China is on the brink of global collapse or economic collapse. And the United States is on the brink of economic collapse. Everybody's on the brink of economic collapse. In the last two points historically in the world, when many of the top nations in the country, in the world, were at that point of global economic collapse, what happened? War. World war. Just saying. Saudi Arabia hikes oil prices for Europe and Asia. The move comes as the world's top exporter of crude sees growing demand. Saudi Arabian energy giant Aramco has announced it will raise its shipping price for Asia and Europe Europe, uh, for April as it sees demand there picking up. Aramco revealed on Sunday that prices for its flagship Arab light crude will rise up to $2.50 a barrel above the regional benchmark, which is 50 cents more than the level for March. The official selling price for Arab heavy, a medium uh, sour crude containing more sulfur than Arab light, was raised by $2.50 a barrel in March. It's the second month in a row that the world's largest oil company has increased prices for its biggest market, Asia. Amarokko sells about 60% of its crude shipments to the continent. Most of them go under long contracts, pricing for which is reviewed every month. Well, I'm telling you, get into the market if you can. We have a river of moisture over snowy California. 48 feet, some places 12 feet of snow, just absolutely unbelievable. 48 feet wow. in the mountains. Yeah, it's not good. It's a glacier. It is, it's a glacier. Wow. 48 feet. Not 48 inches. 48 feet in the mountains. 12 feet that people are shoving out of. Uh, just blip, blip, blip. 
It's like yeah. 48 feet in a week and a half, I think it is. It's crazy. And they're getting an atmospheric river or two or three yeah. coming up. Bad news. And we're getting snow tonight. We're getting like eight inches tonight. I just like, what the hell? It's, That's it's, a lot. Wow. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be spring. We already got like a foot and a half in the yard. Gosh. It, some of it melted off, but we still got some there. Antifa attack on police training site outside Atlanta deemed terror, domestic terrorism as dozens are arrested. And uh, yeah, nearly three dozen people aligned with left-wing extremist group Antifa were arrested on Sunday following a clash with local police after they attacked the site where law enforcement training center is being planned and built. Antifa attacked the Atlanta Future Public Safety Training Facility. This is a domestic terrorism. It was planned for weeks and announced on social media. Antifa are self-proclaimed communists and consistently organized to attack our government over and over again. They should be taken seriously and not tolerated anymore. And you know... I, I just watched this clip, and I forgot who it was, but they were bitching about Donald Trump labeling Antifa a domestic terrorist organization. Oh, sounds like a really cool person. Hmm. Hmm. Hello. And, and out of those, like 25 people, only two of them were from Georgia. There's one dude from France. Everybody else is from out of state. I wonder who bust them there. I wonder who got them there. Wild, huh? Must have been George that, Soros's last hurrah. Yeah, I think Antifa's dwindling. I'm dying, and so you don't going to lay body for me, said George Soros. Southern Poverty Law Center lawyer accused of domestic terrorism and Antifa-linked attack on Atlanta police site granted a $5,000 bail. This guy's a lawyer, and I'm wondering if he's going to lose his bar. Probably not, dude. This is part of something that needs to be fixed in our country. Yeah, it does. Big time. Um, we actually do have breaking news now in the chat. Oh, yeah? What's mm -hmm. that? Emergency crews respond to another train derailment. Video. Is this new? This is new. Like, just happened? Vertigris, Oklahoma. There we go. Multiple emergency crews have been dispatched to the site of a train derailment in Vertigris, Oklahoma. Up. Oh, yep, there we go. Luckily, it, it doesn't seem to be tipping over. Oh, maybe it no. is. Come. Well, luckily, it didn't tip over. Nothing spilled just wild but you know do you know how much money it would probably take to completely overhaul and repair the rail infrastructure in this country if we just pulled all the railroad tracks out and put new railroad tracks in three trillion dollars i would say about a hundred billion why is it an interesting price tag it's the same it's... amount of money that we gave to ukraine ah. just think about that It'd easily be about a hundred hundred billion. So I this is interesting. More. Metal, so much metal and wood. Yeah, but still, and a lot of other resources. Vivek Ramaswamy says RNC consultant offered to boost his finish at the CPAC presidential straw poll for a few hundred thousand dollars. Guys, this is how they do it. This is how they make money. 
CPAC? Fucking shit. Dude, they don't give a... Dude, they had a a rat, blow-up rat Trump. Oh, yeah. In the lobby going into CPAC. And nobody this did anything. Is... No, that's wild, man. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Nazi <clears throat> propaganda against Jews. Hmm. The CPAC don't give a shit about you. So Jim Price went to CPAC. He was he had media tickets there. You know what he said? Cool. He said, what? fuck those people. Dude, what? he gets there with media passes and they're supposed to be guaranteed a slot. Nope. Yeah. They were denied the setup. They wouldn't let them do what? anything. They had a fight for spots. They had to rotate in and out because they didn't have enough room for the media. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because you know what? They cut costs because they make all that money. It's all about money, guys. Politics is all about fucking money. It's a racket. It's what it is. You need to pull the money out of politics. D.C. lawyer who had dirt on the Clintons killed by, quote-unquote, turbulence on a plane. A top D.C. lawyer who served in the Clinton administration who allegedly had dirt on clearly Hillary Clinton, there's no proof to that, was killed when a private plane she was abroad aboard was hit with turbulence while flying over New England. The business jet carrying five passengers, all her family, her husband, and her children, made an emergency landing at Brady International Airport in Connecticut after, uh, on Friday after Hyde collapsed suddenly and unexpectedly after the plane hit some sur- uh, turbulence. Okay, you ready? Hyde collapsed suddenly and unexpectedly. Liberal, yeah. 55 years of age. I don't think that this is Hillary Clinton. I think this is Bill Gates. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I think this was a Bill Gates hit job. I think that she uh, hit some turbulence. The heart started racing. Yeah. She went into AFib because it was a shoddy jab jab. That was it for her. Mm -hmm. Probably. I've never heard of anybody dying from turbulence, though. No, no, me either. Yeah, the only time I've heard of people dying from turbulence is when you hit it in a plane crash. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Fun fact. Wisconsin added 29% of their entire voting population to voter rolls in 10 months prior to the 2020 election. 957,977 new names. The 174-year-old state of Wisconsin added 29% of their entire voting population in only 10 months. Um, Almost a third of the entire voting population was added in the months leading up to the 2020 election. No one has been arrested or prosecuted. In fact, most who received the 80-plus investigated subpoenas didn't comply. They will face no repercussions because Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss feels the investigation should close down at the end of April. This is the same Robin Voss who basically annihilated and is removing all members of uh, his voting constituents in his district who voted for the uh, his opposition who ran against him as a Republican. Not only that, is he only received less than 14% of the vote in his district or in the surveys. He was only supported with 14% of the vote in his district and apparently won his re-election bid. Um, no. I think that, you know, if you're going to have that, like, uh, that wholesale discount at Home Depot for the, the metal, square metal plates, the rope, the pulley, and the wood, you probably need to go to Wisconsin first. And I think that those are some fucking people who would actually oh. do it. <laughs> they could. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, listen, it's up to you. But that's a good place to start right there. Peaceful protest. Yep. They had to take the top of my head off a couple times and see if I had a brain. They had to take the top of my head off a few times and see if I had a brain. 
<laughs> Scarecrow Joe. Scarecrow Joe. Let's watch this one. Here we go. I called on the prescription drug companies to bring down the price of insulin to $35 to everyone, not just seniors. And today, Eli Lilly, the largest manufacturer of insulin in the United States of America, agreed to do just that. 35 bucks. For hundreds and thousands of seniors enrolled in Medicare, that's a big deal. Participating plans will cap costs at just $35 a month per type of insulin, and some plans may offer it free. The press won't even cover it, but uh, they'll cover things that are unimportant. All right. Administration insulin pricing rule. One of the final healthcare actions made by the Trump administration has been rescinded by the Biden administration. On December 23rd, 2020, Trump administration finalized a rule that directed the Department of Health and Human Services to take action to require that federally qualified health insurance uh, health centers make insulin and injectable epinephrine available to certain patients at 340B prices. The Biden administration delayed the rule twice before it came effective on July 20th, 2021. And the first opportunity for HHS to impose a requirement of the rule would have been through grants awarded the fiscal year of 2022. So while this rule has been in effect since July, it has yet to be implemented. It's now implemented and Biden has taken 100% complete full credit for it. (sighs) Prop. That's right. Let's watch this short little expose. And several police officers in the meantime. But Brian Sicknick should not be reduced to a prop for the political ambitions of the Democratic Party. He was a human being. The facts of his life matter, including how he died. To this day, media accounts describe Sicknick as someone who was, quote, slain on January 6th. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie the Democrats have told us about January 6th. And it was indeed a lie. Okay. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Because if Officer Sicknick did not die on the scene at the Capitol from a head injury, then why did they say he did and how did he actually die of violence afterwards? Could this have been a setup? Could this have been someone who was taken out after the fact because they needed a police officer to die? You got to remember, they were trying to say that this guy was smacked on the head with what What was it, a CO2 dispenser or whatever it was? Extinguisher. Yeah. And this is after the fact. That was him. He's not dead. And he has a helmet on. Yep. Very interesting. Did they, did they kill him after the fact because they needed a death? Let's listen to the Tucker one more time. Them in fake hearings and show free country. In free countries, governments do not lie about protests as a pretext to gain more power for themselves. They don't selectively edit videos for propaganda services and then lie about them in fake hearings and show trials. 
But that's exactly what happened. And every member of Congress should ask why that happened. And they should be held responsible for that. This is absolute garbage and bullshit, people. And if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. I, I posted this today. I said, uh, we are moving so, back to the old days of warfare, where people line up in lines to fight a war. Here in America, this is the great insurrection of 2020. Notice the people standing in single family f- file lines to overthrow their government. Yeah, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Okay, so I want you to pay attention to this because this is where it gets interesting for me. This is Brooklyn Dad Defiant. He is a self-proclaimed, let me see here. Um, He is a proud papa, perpetually pissed, blue wave, hashtag feminist. I don't know if this guy's real. Oh, he's real. What? He said, good morning and happy Tuesday to everybody who is not swayed a bit by Tucker Carlson's cherry-picked video clips last night because we saw cops crushed, beaten with flagpoles, fire extinguishers, and had their eyes gouged in live in real time. Now, we just said that Officer Sicknick, apparently was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, etc., died, was alive afterwards. Okay? But what does he say here? We saw where did you see this from the january 6th footage do you see the psyop this guy is showing right here that he's absolutely 100 percent a puppet i said note the part where he says we saw that's exactly what tucker was pointing out the j6 committee is the one that cherry-picked the videos to change the public perception of what happened in the post below, Brooklyn Dad literally just validates everything Tucker said, yet he is so junked up on the liberal media, he can't see it for himself. Very true, dude. That guy's scary, by the way. Oh, that Brooklyn Dad? I thought it was a parody account. Oh, no, I thought, I'm pretty sure he's real. Scary. Directionists. What's Over your response followers. to Carlson and to Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who granted him access to that video? Um, anybody who watched that video would strongly degree, disagree. Anybody who watched that video uh, in a, with their own eyes in a real way and saw what happened on that day would, would disagree with what was just stated. It was literally video from that day. Um, the president has been very clear. January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. It's not a fucking democracy, bitch. And we should be focused on making yeah. sure that never happens again. And so we are certainly, uh, we agree. I know um, uh, Minority Leader and, uh, uh, and uh, Senator Schumer have already said this and would hope that keeping the Capitol and Congress safe and secure remains uh, congressional leaders' number one goal, and that should be our focus. That's right. Mass formation psychosis, people. That's what we're dealing with here. And then you have Mitch McConnell comes down and says, it was, a, it was a mistake for Tucker Carlson to show the January 6th footage like the government fought to keep hidden. Like, what? Why? <laughs> well, we, we need to keep this footage hidden from the... So basically what McConnell just said, we need to keep this footage hidden hidden from the American public because it removes the trust that people have in government because they're not going to trust us anymore. So we need to stop 
giving them information. Yeah, fucking idiocracy. They all watch this footage Not- too. Oh yeah. Well, here let's let's listen to this. This is just gets funner and funner. This is a joke. You should not call Fox News news because anyone editing film and footage like this and then lying to viewers' faces is in the entertainment business. And not okay. CNN. Anybody editing videos like this are in the entertainment business. CNN. The January sixth committee did exactly that. Projection, you remember? Projection. That's their greatest tool and their greatest weapon. Okay, let's go to another senator. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. By diving deep into the waters of conspiracy and cherry-picking from thousands of hours of security footage, Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack, which we all saw with our own eyes, was somehow not an attack at all. He tried to argue it was nothing more than a peaceful sightseeing tour. Can you imagine? A nonviolent demonstration, a perfectly fine and appropriate instance of people expressing their opinion. I, so many others who were here in the Capitol, and millions and millions of Americans are just furious with Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy today. Many of my staff were here at the Capitol on January 6th. Their lives were put in danger. Before my detail pulled me away, I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers the way Mr. Carlson did last night. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American... So he goes on to have Murdoch, calls Murdoch to suppress Tucker Carlson tonight. That is a sitting U.S. senator saying that Tucker Carlson needs to have his free speech, First Amendment right, right to free press, stripped from him. When all Tucker Carlson did is go into the January 6th footage and show it. Report it. Report it. And it's not deceiving. It's not edited. It's not. This is crazy. This psyop is absolutely crazy. Did, yeah. you, did you notice he said the same thing as that crazy liberal with more Eyes. than a million followers too? Eyes. KJP, the crazy liberal, Eyes. Schumer, as well as McConnell. See it with your own eyes. Oh, Reality. Said, yeah. See it with exactly. your own eyes. Reality. We all saw it. We all saw it. They're telling it. you to go back and watch the January 6th footage to re-implement the mass psychosis back in your head. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to skip over a whole bunch. Dude, I'm, I'm out of time. <laughs> I'm out of time. And I didn't get anything done. No, we had a great show. Oh, you had so much more. I don't to think do. we're ever going to get it all done. We can I never know. get it all done. I know. We never will. I know. It's just so much. I think, uh, yeah, it's just so much.
All right, Just Jim gifted a can. Gravity may not exist. Thank you so much, Just Jim. Shannon, 13, 13, five lemons. Annie Bean donated one lemon. Thank you so much, Annie Bean. Shannon and Just Jim. RPG, 3573, two ice cream. I believe that uh, DLive definitely took it tonight. Thank you so much, guys, for all the donations. Don't forget to go over to redpills.tv and check out our sponsors and our affiliates over there as well. Socialredpill.com tonight. We have the After Dark Q&A starting in one hour from now. Uh, guys, much love, respect. God bless you. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll see you back tomorrow uh, in the morning. Morning Coffee, Dark Delight Show, <clears throat> Earth Chronicles, and then uh, Daily Dose. That's my busy day. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.